for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. The conversation continues with Bruce DeTorres on today's News Talk TNT Radio. This is World Stage, exposing the tyrannies and exploring our power with deep dives into history, current events, dangerous trends, and the nature of reality. Before I introduce my guest, I want to read a little bit about breaking news published at the Substack of attorney Bobby Ann Cox. The URL is attorneycox.substack.com. Appellate court paves the way for quarantine camp. This is from November 19th. Breaking news. I hope you're sitting down when you read this. There's absolutely no way to sugarcoat this, so I'll just be frank. Attorney Cox writes, The New York State Supreme Court Appellate Division's 4th Judicial Department has issued their ruling in our quarantine lawsuit against Governor Hochul and her Department of Health, and they have ruled against the will of the people. If you feel like you just got sucker punched, join the club, my friends. The court has dismissed our lawsuit, not because we were wrong in our arguments. No, no, indeed, we were dead right. In fact, the court did not even touch the merits of the case. How could they? Instead, the court unbelievably ruled that my plaintiffs somehow do not have standing to sue. If your brain is racing 100 miles an hour right now, try to figure this out. Don't worry. You're definitely not alone. What the appellate court is saying by reversing the lower court and then dismissing our case for lack of standing is that they believe the plaintiffs uh, were... have no standing because they weren't injured by the regulation. This is definitely worth reading because it describes the effort of Governor Hochul and the uh, regulation restrictions she wants to, I believe, reimpose does provide for New York State to be able to round up those they would like in the name of a, me- of a future medical emergency. This is one of the more draconian and scary things that was in place for a little while, I believe, attorneycox.substack.com from November 19th. With me this hour is J.J. Carroll, the speaker and the author of Invaded, the Intentional Destruction of the American Immigration System. Using his 24 years in the U.S. Border Patrol, J.J. exposes who, why, and how this treason against America is being perpetrated. He has been a guest on several nationally syndicated radio shows and television networks. He is unafraid to speak the truth about the crimes being committed by Joe Biden, his administration, and the Department of Homeland Security machine. His site is jjcarroll.com, the initials JJ, Carroll spelled C-A-R-R-E-L-L.com. It's a pleasure to meet you today, JJ. Thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on and talk about something that I believe is the greatest threat to the Republic. Thank you. I met you, saw, first saw you being in a conversation online with Naomi Wolf of Daily Clot, Clout.io and instantly reached out to you. And I, I, I'm all ears. If you want to, I like often asking, you know, what was your background or however you're most comfortable teaching me for this whole you know time together jj what's going on what you witness refer it to well this is in the book it's the point of the book or what have you but i'm really all ears and i want to discuss with you and learn as much as i can with with, with from you someone who's got this experience this knowledge and this warning 
Okay. First, uh, let me just maybe my background. Why, why should, why you or your audience should listen to me? Uh, I'm not a cable talking head. I'm not a guy going down and taking videos on the border and then talking about it. I lived it for 24 years as a frontline border patrol agent. Down my first duty station was in Peril Beach. If you went looked at the map, the very southwesternmost point of the United States of America, and go inland to the to San Ysidro Port of Entry. That was where I worked my first decade of my career as a journeyman agent during the most violent times on the border. I ran special units like ATV units. I took uh, promotions up the coast and ran large maritime narcotic human and human smuggling uh, groups, about 60, 50 to 60 men under my command. Uh, then I took, then I moved up the chain in uh, management from a higher level. So kind of give you where I was in San Diego sector as 2,500 agents, I was in the top 30 that were there. So I have a very unique perspective from my 24 year career, which is very diverse, very um, uh, task force operation heavy, and then my management side. So I can tell you what is happening on the border, how it's happening and why. I can also look all the way up to DC and say, this is the policies that are impl being implemented. They're unlawful. They're unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. So with that back, so with that background, the, the only, the only, sure. my, 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 satisfy this curiosity. When did your career end? How long have you been out of the uh, the agency? I retired two years ago. So twenty three years of my career, I had mm -hmm. uh, my last my last years. I was under Donald Trump, and we were winning. And we'll get into that discussion. But my Thank last you. year. As a border patrol agent, I was a deputy patrol agent in charge, but my last year was under uh, Biden's first year, and I saw what was going to happen. Did I see the enormity of the treason? No, but I did see the beginnings, the genesis of it, and it was shocking even then. Um, Thank you. And everything that is happening today, it's only been 35 months. It's not 35 years ago. 35 months, Biden's been in office. And everything that is happening today, we never did in the history of the United States Border Patrol. We're coming up on our, our 100th year anniversary. So 97 years, we never did anything like this. In the last three years, we just turned into a giant. Our, all the Border Patrol agents feel the same way. They believe that they have become smugglers. And they're, they're completing the final act of the smuggling from all the way from Sudan, Ecuador, wherever, all the way through to the border, and the border patrol gets them and drives them to where they need to go. That's how smuggling, sick pe smuggling, smuggling, the, smuggling people, Ill illegals. Correct, correct. So let me just give you an example. Um, in Joe Biden's first thirty-five months, he has he being the border patrol has arrested eight point one million people and released almost all of them, all of them. Now let me give you some context. What that looks like in my career. So directly and indirectly, let's just use the number 10,000. I think it's higher than 10,000 arrest of, of illegal aliens. Let's just use 10,000. Out of 10,000 people in 23 years prior to my last year under Joe Biden, I arrested 10,000 people. I released zero, zero into America. We never did it. This is this is the chaos. I believe it's the complete intentional destruction of America to fundamentally transform the United States of America. And I believe it's treason. Right. And meaning meaning of all data. Right. Meaning all the people of all the people coming over the border, you found um ten thousand as a figure 
more or yes. less who were either suspicious or their record or their story or something caused you to arrest them and evaluate yes. them for either uh, further action or for release. And you released zero because that their case was that persuasive. And on the other hand, go ahead, I, I'm following you now. Well, we would never release anybody. You either voluntarily return Mexican nationals to Mexico. And if they were, we call them other than Mexican OTMs. If you were other than Mexican, then we would deport you back to your, your home nation. Nobody was released. This is absurd. Let me give you an example of how crazy it is on the border. So during my 23-year, 24-year career, I would say 90, 92% of everyone we caught were Mexican nationals, Guatemalans, Hondurans, El Salvadorians. And then a sprinkle of like Russians, North Koreans, crazy stuff, right? We call them exotics. Now, Mexican nationals make don't even make the majority of the arrest. So there's 195 countries on planet Earth we Border Patrol has arrested 180 nationals from 180 different countries. So we have opened our borders. The borders are completely wide open, opened our borders to the whole world. Now, let me make sure your audience understands something. When I talk about the border and, and you hear Mayorkas talk about the border secure, he's a liar, a straight out liar. There are at any given time of the day, 80% of the border is unmanned meaning no one is patrolling the border on 80%. The southern border is 2,000 miles long. 80% of a, no, there's no border patrol agent. That's never happened. We, America is vulnerable, and, and we need to talk about special interest aliens, terrorists, narcotics, the, the child sex trafficking. What is happening on the border now is a catastrophe, and America is going to pay deeply and painfully in the next couple of years and decades to come. How, ma how many were coming in per year, more or less, during the last couple of years of Trump's administration? And how many have come in under Biden? Okay, so give you, this is a great question. So you gotta remember when Trump came in office, he was fighting his own party. Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, sabotage, wouldn't allow us to have the wall to, to protect us. And, he, and Trump had to, to go to the DOD and pull money to build the fence. But look what Trump did. Trump went to the Northern Triangle countries in Mexico, Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala, and said, stand up your military and your, and your border patrol and stop these caravans. So at Trump's third year, we were going about 17,000 people a month were being arrested. That's about 560. Toward the end, right at the end, last few months of his administration, we, I would get a daily report, 24-hour daily report of the whole nation we were arresting 150 to 450 people a day. That is like nothing. That's no one crossing because everyone that crossed knew that they were going to be deported or put in jail as a criminal. Fast forward to the first day Biden took office. From 150, we went to over 5,000. Just like that, boom, 5,000. And then now we are, we are consistently every single day, 11,000 people are being arrested and released in America. 11,000 a day. That's over 309, 10,000 a month. And we're not even yes. talking, Bruce, we're not even, we, we, are, we haven't discussed the millions of getaways. We call, we call them getaways. Those people that cross the border undetected yes. and abscond. We have no right. idea. Right. DHS right. claims it's 2 million. Me, myself, and all of my, my sources, all my former colleagues, we believe that number to be closer to 8 to 10 million 
that have crossed the border and absconded. Eight to ten million. Under this, it's, under the new administration, right, 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 right. Yeah, and I yeah under Joe Biden. Talk to me about you know the threat. What do you know? What do you and I know you know. Teach me what are the profiles or the likely uh, types of folks that are now in here. Um, not not all those millions are potential uh, criminals or with malintent. But some certainly, I know they are. So talk to me about that breakdown of what 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 have we been invaded with, JJ? Okay. Well, prior to Biden coming in office, the big threat to America, they we claim that was terrorism, but we rarely, if ever, arrested terrorists or special interest aliens. The big deal in America was the, the total destruction of our of our social service system, education, hospitals. Uh, welfare system. And you're seeing that in New York, D.C., Chicago, where like, let's take New York, for example, they've New York has claimed a state of emergency. There's costing them billions of dollars a year. They're making cuts in police, Social Security payments, everything you can imagine to to be able to house illegal aliens in New York City. But this is happening there. I can name 10, 15 cities and states that are claimed state of emergencies that is happening and it's going to crush our social services. The thing that's that makes me and makes all of my former colleagues stay awake at night is the fact that if you look at any video anyone shoots, Ben Burkwam, Aguayo from Real America's Voice, anything you see on Fox News or maybe CNN, look at the videos of the people crossing the border. They are all single adult military age men. And the numbers play out. Let me give you an example. In my 24 year career, a special interest alien is someone that came from a nation that harbors terrorists or is a terrorist nation. They travel through it. So they have some connection. Could be high-ranking uh, ISIS recruiter to a low-level messenger. We just don't know. I would I arrested less than five in my whole career. It just didn't happen. Now, in two years under Joe Biden, they've arrested over 105,000. 105,000 and released them all. Let me repeat that. 105,000 plus illegal aliens from terrorist nations have been arrested as and confirmed to be special interest aliens, we call them SIAs, and then released. Let me tell you what would happen 35 months ago prior to me retiring if I released an SIA. If I released an SIA, just let them walk out the street, they would take my gun and my badge and they would put me on suspension. And then I would fight for about a year and then they would fire me. That is what would happen to me. Now, now we just release them. And of those 105,000, you have terrorists. I believe through the open border, we have hundreds of thousands of special interest aliens, and we have thousands, thousands of terrorists in our nation. And it's indisputable. What, Let me, what, okay, I'm sorry. What's your, what's your gut um, or knowledge of out of 100,000, what percentage of those are? maybe speculating almost certainly those with uh let's say criminal histories because it's tough to i'm asking you to mind read and, I, and you can't do that no. so wh what percentage of those do you think are of of true dangerous concern the vast majority wow. the absolute vast majority let me give an example my old station well, let me jj yeah. allow me yeah. to please reintroduce you J.J. Carroll, C-A-R-R-E-L-L dot -L -L com. 
author of Invaded, The Intentional Destruction of the American Immigration System. And we'll be back to talk about a lot more right now. Here is important information from TNT Radio. Pervoy Morich on TNT Radio. Shipping group AP Moeller Myers reported a steep drop in third quarter profit and revenue this past weekend and said it would cut at least 10,000 jobs in the face of overcapacity, rising costs and weaker prices, sending its shares tumbling. So that's shipping. Uh, and, and they control one-sixth of global container trade, transporting goods for a host of major retailers and consumer goods companies, including Walmart and Nike. That can't be good. Meanwhile, over in trucking, trucking employment is contracting the fastest on record this century. Mm. So shipping, massively cutting jobs, trucking, fastest contraction on record this country. What is going on? Paul Krugman says everything's fine. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Remember that meme? Uh, Leslie Nielsen, I think, is a naked gun. Everything's fine. Meanwhile, in the background, everything is blowing up and burning. Boy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio. This is World Stage. I am Bruce Tatarus, and with me is J.J. Carroll. Using his 24 years in the U.S. Border Patrol to pour into his new book, Invaded, the Intentional Destruction of the American Immigration System, and to teach me about these realities every American needs to know. JJ, you just said the vast majority of these folks who get arrested, and to for me to get the numbers right in my head, they all should be arrested. Everybody who's quote unquote yes. running across or sneaking across ought to be arrested. And the the number arrested doesn't touch the numbers who are coming through the unprotected sections. All right, please. I think you're you were continuing a description of this well, this danger and threat. Yeah, of those who've who've gotten in. Yeah, well, you you asked a very important question. How many of these people are criminals or have uh, malicious intent? Well, the problem is almost 99% of these people that are crossing a border have never been into America. So when you hear, so we have no idea. So when Mayorkas, Secretary Mayorkas says, well, they've all been vetted and they're all clean. Well, of course they have, Secretary Mayorkas, because we only have data checks and database, criminal database here in America. So if they've never been to America before, then why? Of course, they're, of course they're clean. Let me. I always play this game. I always say when I'm having an interview, I say, okay, let's let's just. I know that I'm 100 right. Right. There's rarely times in a. I know the data. The data says this, and I know the outcome. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. Let's just play the game that I am completely off base. Let's just make that 105, 110,000 special interest analysts. Let's make them 100,000 for easy math. 100,000. Let's say I'm 99% wrong. That's how grossly I, I mismanaged these data and I'm just wrong. Are you okay, America, with 1,000 terrorists in our nation? Are you okay with that? Let's say I'm 99.9%. Are you okay with 10, 15, 20, 30 terrorists in our nation? Of course you're not. This and is how, often, how often are the, the 100,000 coming over? 
We're now, okay, let me get, that's a great question. So all of the date, the monthly numbers have skyrocketed. So the last month of, of record is the beginning of FY 2024 in October, over 7,000, over 7,000 special interest aliens have crossed into America. Right. That's so, frightening. Right. So that's 84,000 in a year. Yeah. And if you're going to almost 100,000 will come in. Right. Right. So then that's per year for the last, well, more or less for the last three years of the Biden administration. And yes, you're not 99% wrong. <laughs> no. Okay. Let me, let me just hit on another something else, which I think your viewers really need to, to hear because this is happening. So Chinese nationals are not considered special interest aliens. Can you imagine that? There's number one adversary in the world, China. We don't count them. Chinese nationals are pouring across our border in 2021 under Biden, 23,000, 2022, 27,000. And it doubled in 2023, over 57,000 Chinese nationals crossed into America. And this is the reports that I'm getting from investigative journalists and, and colleagues down in the Darien Gap where they're, they're actually flying into Colombia, Panama and walking their way up or, or traveling their way up. There's a, a large percentage of these men, these individuals are military age men and they have four characteristics, which is shocking. They all have the same haircuts. They wear particularly the same clothes. They have similar tattoos and they all carry similar IDs. What subgroup of Americans have those four qualities? And those are called soldiers. We are have, we're being invaded by people that hate America. Are you telling me China and Russia, Russia had 57,000 people come into America last year. Are you telling our, our greatest adversaries are not pumping their military people into our nation? Why wouldn't you? That would just make sense. We would do that as Americans. Yeah. If you left your border open, Russia, we would just walk people in or China and walk them in and they'd become at least spies. So we have enormous amounts of terrorists and we have standing armies in America. And I wish I was wrong, but I'm not. Did the did the Chinese did the status of Chinese illegals change under Biden to give them that free pass so they can't be called either special interest, right? Yeah, special interest alien. They they removed that that title from them. I don't know when that happened. Um, but you have to understand that Mayorkas, he's the tip of the spear, has broadened, he he has gone into the immigration policy and law and bastardized everything. Let me give an example. Asylum. When you get asylum, when you come through the first, the nation is called the, the first nation of acceptance. So if you come through like Mexico, it's a safe harbor. You're supposed to become an asylee in Mexico. You can't come to America and claim asylum and then live here. It's absurd. We are now 3 million people, 3 million asylum cases backlogged in America. 3 million and growing every day. Do you know how many asylum officers we have in America? Less than 1,000. They'll never get done. Do you know if you go to New York City and you want asylum or you want to see an immigration judge, you can't see them until 2032. 2032. San Diego is 2027. So the, the, when you understand what they're trying to do, they're trying, because this has been done prior to Reagan, they destroy the immigration system, make it incapable to even function, and then they say, well, we need to have amnesty and we'll clean the system out, fix the problems, and then we'll make it better next time.
And amnesty is we proposed have. often. Is is amnesty a, a standing proposal by certain groups uh, that are advocating for it? Yes, but it's and, and let me be clear. This is both parties. I, I'm not slamming just the Democrats. Republicans are completely as guilty as the Democrats. They're just not as malicious. You have the Gang of Eight with the the uh, long long past John McCain and Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham never met an amnesty. Didn't love Mitt Romney. So George Bush. This is all going. I will make a prediction. God help us if Biden wins or Newsom wins. We will see a a cry, a chorus cry for amnesty within the first year of the next term because over that the is last, the ultimate goal. Over the last couple of decades, maybe I missed it. I don't know. Have there been many amnesties or some amnesties of some kind? The last amnesty was under President Reagan and on his on his deathbed said it was the one it was his greatest regret and mistake. Think of everything that man had to make decisions on. And that was the number one decision that he regretted was given amnesty because it's a boondoggle. And then under President Clinton, they opened up some sidebar to it and it it, it was bastardized and destroyed as well. Um, the, the sad thing is the thing, the most ironic thing or the most malicious is you will hear the course. The immigration system's broken. It doesn't work. Well, actually, it does work. And for the first time in my career under President Trump, we had the border closed. We were within nine months of his second term of having the border completely secure. I know it's hard for people to wrap their brain around, but we only had 25% of the wall built. Once he got the rest of the 100%, and then we were shutting it down with the coordinated effort and, and uh, coordination with the Southern nations, we had complete control of our border. Now, now under Joe Biden, at the end of his, at the end of his term, He's going to allow in somewhere between 22 to 27 million people. That's a, there's no nation on planet Earth through the history of civilization right. that has allowed that that percentage of people into their nation and remain the same nation. It's impossible. Over the course, it's a now. Over the course, yeah, no, it's over the course of your career up until Trump. What was the level of influx of illegals coming in? Who was doing what? what what was the level of competence or safety then before it sounds like Trump were, were the golden years almost mm -hmm. unprecedented in terms of controlling it? Is that an accurate description? That is accurate. Uh, you, I came under Clinton. Then I had Bush and, and Obama. Obama, this is all the policies Obama wanted to put in. We're seeing right now. He began he began this uh, insanity, if you will. Um, however, We've always, and I write this in my book, we always, fighting the illegal aliens and the narcotic cartels, narco cartels, was never a problem. Like, we, we, we could handle that. We just could not handle the continuously corruption and treason by our politicians. The way they treated the Border Patrol and handled immigration law, it was all for political power and wealth. And that's what it boils down to. It boils down to wealth and power. That's it. In, and But America is going to be destroyed. And, and this is no longer, you can't say, well, this is a race issue and, and you're racist, JJ, and xenophobe. No, that 180 countries, every skin color you can imagine, every ethnicity, religion, this is a fundamental demographic shift in America from citizens to non-citizens. Let me give you just a data point to, to prove my point. There are over 50 million people in America, meaning one in six to one in six and a half people are foreign nationals. One in six to one in six and a half. In, an, in Biden, if he wins again, we're going to look at about a one in five. 
One in five, 20% of the population live in America is not Americans. Name me a civilization, Rome, Greece, the Ottoman Empire, uh, Alexander the Great. Tell me, did they survive because of uh, decrease or devalue of their citizenship? Of course, the answer is no, they didn't. It makes me want to see a, a chart or a graph that shows that percentage from the beginning of our of our country. You know, uh, I'm sure a large part. Yeah, I could see that maybe it was large at the beginning because we were just immigrants. But then as citizenship became codified and regulated, mm-hmm. I guess it would be nice to see what was the low point. What would you say was an average over 100 years? And now to the rate ratio you just described. It's very intriguing. Well, you know, that's a great question. And and it, and I write it in my book. I explain what did that look like? Like, have we ever been here before as we were trying to populate America? And the answer is yes, we have been here before. Not at this level, not the treason level. Legal. And, and maybe maybe I need to make this very clear, too. I'm not talking about legal immigration. I, everyone loves legal immigration. We're talking about illegal immigration. It's two different animals. So in 1924... You had the Immigration Act, and that stopped all legal immigration, stopped it cold, because our leaders at the time that actually loved America and didn't hate her or want to fundamentally transform her saw that we were having large segments of Irish, uh, Italians, Germans, etc., and they were building, they were being balkanized and building enclaves, and there was no assimilation. So they stopped it all, and they said, okay, we're going to settle down for a while. So you had basically almost a zero net zero immigration from 1924 to 1965 until that that horrific man, Ted Kennedy, Senator Ted Kennedy, came in and then he became the sponsor or co-sponsor of every single bill, immigration bill from 1965 until the time he died. And he had a profound impact on illegal immigration. So our country has been through this before. We have recognized this, but nothing we have never seen anything, the treason that we see today. It, okay, what what do you, what were the reasons for the change in '65 that we were told were going to be beneficial, and what were the, what were the harms caused over the next three or four decades? Well, what uh, Senator Kennedy came on the Senate floor and he gave this long speech, and what he said was. We are not going to change the demographics of America. We're not going to cut off the spigot of European immigrants because that's where we took the majority of all our immigration. So what they did in this bill, he lied, obviously. And he said, this is a great quote. It's we will not have a demographic change and we will not have people protesting in our streets. Okay, we see that since 1965 to today, large groups of, of, of illegal and legal immigrants protesting wildly in America for their rights and their oppression. So what he did in 1965 is, you can imagine, turned off the spigot to all Western nation, all Western Europe, European nations, cut them off, and then then open the spigot for Latin American, African nations from the continent of Africa and brought in third world people. And why did they do that? Because they want cheap labor. They just want cheap labor, which in turn gives them wealth, and then in turn give them power through votes because they will within a generation have U.S. citizen children and they will vote. And right, you, so that's so and that you say, was, well, that mm-hmm. yeah, no, but you. the great example. I was just going to finish Bruce by saying the 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 example of that is California. California 
white Americans were the majority. Within 30 to 40 years, white Americans are the minority. It was a, a died and true Republican state. Now it's straight Democrat. It's because you, you imported millions upon millions of illegal aliens and you repopulated a giant state of California. Now, and I put in this in my book, if, if this was a population increase just because of natural uh, birth rates or whatever in America, well, that's fine because we're all Americans. We don't care. I don't care if the black race moves up two or three percent and the whites go down. Who cares? We're Americans. But I do care when my demo, my my racial demographics of my nation get completely destroyed because you bring in tens of millions of people that are not Americans. No other country on planet Earth allows this. This is the this is the insanity. Japan never does this. Russia, China, I can Iran, I can go on and on. Nobody allows their population to be diluted, except no. except the insane left in America allows this to happen. What, what do you see of this being done to us as the result of the plan for globalism, globalization, to eradicate the sovereignty and the power and the force of national sovereignty? I think that's exactly what's happening. Okay. We like to think as America that the, the world revolves around us, right? We're the sun. Everything happens and, and emanates from us. That's not true. When you look at look at trends, it usually happens in Europe and finds its way to America. Same thing with this is a global reset. This is not my words. This is the global leads. The politicians use it. Look at Europe. Europe is about five years ahead of us. Europe imported millions upon millions of single adult military age men and their cities are in ruins. Their nations are in ruins. You're starting to see major coups of once liberal uh, countries now turning to hard right. Look at uh, uh, Finland, Sweden, Germany of all places now, Spain, uh, Argentina, um, all of that, and they're eradicating all their illegal immigration. But there was a there's a giant global reset from third world nations pushing upwards north into in the Western nations. And when you listen to the politicians along all of those countries, they're in unison. They say the same damn thing. And we are now witnessing, we're in five years behind. We're, we're now in the phase of being invaded. What are those politicians but saying? They're, they're saying that we owe it as Western nations to allow these third world people into our nation because all of our success, our foundation is built on ill-gotten gains, slavery, colonialism, whatever. But that is the crutch of it. We believe, they believe that they need to allow these people in. And they're going to be borderless nations. You're going to have no continuity. Look, look at, look at, I, I write this in my book. You connect the dots, guys. Wall Street Journal does a, does a, a poll in 1980, patriotism, finances, religion, on and on. And then they just did it again and, and kind of cross-referenced. Patriotism is down 32%. Can you see how if I bring in 30 million people in the last 30 years or more or less, and they're not Americans, do you think that would have a correlation to the lack of patriotism in America? I mean, it's just simple math. It's not like there's conspiracy theory. This is just happening in every day. Every single day, 11,000 more people come arrested and released, and at least another 11,000 cross the border 
undetected. Look, Bruce. J.J. Carroll. Let yeah. me reintroduce you, J.J. Carroll, giving me a great insight into his 24 years experience in the U.S. Border Patrol with more to come on the other side of this important information from TNT Radio. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. With Joe Biden behind in just about every presidential poll, the strategy of the left seems to be to go after Donald Trump even harder than they've been doing for the past eight years, if that's even possible. And on the media side, Joe Scarborough, whose brother-in-law works in the Biden administration, seems to be leading the charge. He will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Just look at his past. And as unhinged as that was, it's nothing compared to what New York Democrat Congressman Dan Golden said the other day. It is just uh, uh, unquestionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. Now, after receiving some well-deserved criticism, Goldman apologized, said he didn't mean to use that word, eliminated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is all the left has left. So watch for more of the same. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Ballsberg. Catch my show Monday to Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT Radio Vision. She was reading at a second grade level in kindergarten. Pod four swimming before she was seven. Finally convinced mom to get her ears pierced in the third grade. Came in second at her fifth grade spelling bee. Drill team in the seventh. And with one stroke of the keyboard. One click of the mouse. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Report a cyber tip today. This is World Stage with Bruce DeTorres on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Talking with J.J. Carroll, author of Invaded, the Intentional Destruction of the American Immigration System. And his site is J.J., those are initials, Carroll, C-A-R-R-E-L-L.com. J.J., we were talking about Europe. We were talking about the, all the pressure that this porous border of ours is following Europe's lead. You say five years. I remember, you know, 10 years after, you know, ten at least 10 years ago, I'm sure you're aware, after our wars in the Middle East destabilized that region and refugees poured into Europe and caused the kind of chaos that you've already well des described. What are the other urgent lessons uh, in your book, Invaded? And then I've got some other trains of thought, but I want to continue pulling out of you the urgent and important message messages in your book, Invaded. Uh, one of my chapters, I talk about something that I find very hard to discuss, um, but it, it must be brought out. And it is the child sex trafficking that's happening in America because of open borders. Since Joe Biden has taken office, 500,000 unaccompanied alien children, we call them UACs. And those are, those are children that are babies. You can believe that to 17 years old, cross the border by themselves. We arrest them and because of a Flores decision, a policy decision, we have, Border Patrol has to release these, into, these young children within 72 hours. 
So we release them to Health and Human Services, HHS, who in turn gives them to ORR, Office of Refugee Resettlement. There are so many kids coming through. There's 11,000 last month in October are pouring across the border and they ORR has to get rid of them as fast as they can. So they're turning them over to sponsors. They have no idea. They've lost all the children. This is congressional testimony. Fact check me, please. They've lost them. They have no idea where they are. There is no follow up. Once I turn over an individual, a, a young child to some guy that says, yeah, that little Maria, she's mine. Well, I'm her aunt, I'm her uncle seven times removed. Okay, just go. Nobody follows up with that uncle and says, okay, I need to talk to Maria to make sure she's okay. I want to see like a, a regular CPS, Child Protective Services would do for foster care, right? You do, un, you do unannounced visits. You make sure the child's okay. So no endangerment. We don't do that. Well, why would we do that? It's because we are, the federal government is the largest pimp in child sex trafficking. United States of America, number one consumer of child pornography. Is it hard for you to connect the dots when you start looking at brothels being taken down, Jeffrey Epstein, all the major power players? We don't know who went to his island. There's uh, Pizzagate actually turns out to be real and major people uh, high up are involved in, in child trafficking. Well, what, what's the best thing you could do is if I'm a businessman and all I can offer you are American children, black, Hispanic and white, that's my menu. What if I could offer you every skin color, every race, every everything across the world I bring into America and there now is my catalog for you to choose from? This is very sick to discuss, but it is happening on a grand scale in America and we are doing nothing, absolutely nothing to stop it. In fact, we're facilitating it at a higher level and a higher degree every single day. And it should make America sick and just mm -hmm. it should make America pissed off. Yeah, and I'm sure it's well documented in your book and to those to whom that might be news or shocking or absurd. Um, get in touch with me and I'll refer a couple of books. There are like other intrepid investigators, whistleblowers, truth tellers like you, JJ, that paint a picture exactly along the lines you just did. You know, a naysayer might say, well, JJ, uh, somebody says, oh, that's my niece or whatever. They probably can produce some kind of paperwork or maybe not. What do you know about how prevalent might be the case of someone being able to get a child or a young one just on verbal insistence? Every day. They're not checking these people. You got to let them. They're not okay. asking. They're not asking for no. any kind of proof. Uh, yeah, but so what? I can I can come up with whatever, right? Just a document. Here's right. here's whatever. Right. Nobody. Right. So right. here's the here's the real dirty secret. Okay, the United States government does not have the manpower to every month place eleven thousand kids. They just don't. So what do we do? We turn it over to the NGOs and non governmental organizations, Catholic charities, Jewish Family Services, whatever, and all the smaller NGOs, billions of dollars, people, mm -hmm. billions of dollars a year. Mm -hmm. And they fun out. Nobody's checking the NGOs. Let me give you an example. Two investigative reporters went down to Brownsville, Texas, and found two giant Walmart supercenters. Walmart had nothing to do with it. It's just that, you know, think of Walmart supercenters, two of them. One held 5,000 boys, one held 5,000 girls. And an escort, they actually call them escorts. 
escorts were taking up to five children and flying them across America. And one of them became a whistleblower. And this is what he said. Very, very interesting. He said, the strange thing with me is I would fly these kids all over, but I would always end up in New York and Florida. And every time that I released these children to their new sponsors, they were always wealthy neighborhoods with very wealthy people in New York and Florida. Again, can we connect the dots? This is the, the largest modern day sex trafficking of children. And every it's like it's this out in the open. Everybody can see it, but no one, it's so dirty. It's so morally reprehensible. It is so degrading to your soul to acknowledge that it actually exists. We all turn our eyes from it and say, okay, I, d I don't want to look at it because if I look at it, it's so horrific, you'll never change your mind. You'll want to act, but we all ignore it. And you're right, there are investigative reporters and journalists that have detailed very, very succinctly what is happening. I'm telling you in a t TV radio interview, in the short time, this is happening, people, right in your backyard. Look, you're finding you're finding young kids being labor trafficked. You're finding 12, 13-year-olds working in meatpacking plants at midnight, cleaning up entrails. Look, I got a 12-year-old son. Why is my son's life more important than Jose's life from Guatemala or, or Mohammed's from Uzbekistan? If those 12-year-old kids can't work in a meatpacking plant, my son can't work in a meatpacking plant. There's no difference. I love my son more than anything in the world, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I'm sure someone else's father loves their kid and doesn't want them cleaning up entrail, pig entrails in Nebraska at two o'clock in the morning. Do you see how insidious this is? How morally bankrupt America has become? Not the citizens, but our government. Our government is so morally bankrupt and it manifests itself in abuse of children. And I am a strong believer in God and I don't believe he's gonna sit by and allow this happen without some kind of justice. So beware, America. Tell me a little bit, JJ, of what you can about how the state governments are colluding with this uh, entire uh, horrible circumstance. Well, you look at states of Arizona and California right off the bat, right? They're completely liberal, run by liberal governments, and they just allow it to happen. You, you can get voter ID, you can get your driver's license, you can get whatever you want and welfare. So it's just a magnet. The only state that's doing something about it, but it's always half measured, is Abbott in Texas. And I'm not a big Abbott fan, I'll be honest. Look, we have our founding fathers' greatest fear, one of their greatest fears was a centralized government and believed in states' rights. It was, it, they just pounded it in states' rights, states' rights. Our states have advocated everything. You have an evasion clause in your state's constitution that can say, my state's being invaded, I'm shutting it down. So Abbott, mm -hmm. tech, Governor Abbott, why don't you have all of your National Guard down and build whatever you build and tell the government to pound sand, the federal government, and say, come sue me. And if you sue me, guess what? I don't care, I'm not recognizing I have a sovereign state that I'm taking care of. But it's they're all in bed with each other. They're all getting votes, they're all making money. Um, the only people that get hurt is the American citizens. And the saddest part, the legal immigrants are being devastated by illegal immigration. And people that are waiting to come into America now have mm -hmm. to wait five, seven, 10 years to come because millions of people have jumped in front of them and they can't see the immigration judge. I can, I can, yeah, I can see people getting your book, doing some other due diligence, 
getting absolutely convinced and inspired to quote unquote do something about it. And often it occurs to me and many, many others, it is the local and state governments that are the best uh, pressure points for American citizens to push and prod to, to have the greatest hope of responsiveness and remedy. Is that how you see it? And, and if not, what else would you say that we quote unquote should do? I think that's the only thing. I think that's the only call of action is to go at the local level. The federal government will not change. Well, it's too big, too powerful. But you take what's happening in New York and Chicago, just for two examples. You have local residents that are demanding that all of this millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars going to illegal aliens be stopped and go to the people of those of those communities. That's the only way. City councilmen, then your mayor, then the governor and your state reps, and you force them to do what's right. On a national level, I would say, I, I don't even know if our elections are, are, are viable anymore. That's, the, that's where I see the death of the Republic is people like myself, and there's tens of millions of us that do not trust our electoral system, do not trust the FBI, DOJ, the president. That's how a republic dies. Our votes don't count. So the call to action is local. But then the caveat to that is, are your, are your elections, are, are they true and honest? I don't know. I really it's, don't it's, know. They're, they're putting it's a, a comprehensive. System. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're describing a comprehensive corruption that I'm pretty persuaded about. And yet... We have to, you know, suit up every day, spread the word, hoping against hope that good things will happen when more of us know what's really going on, who the real adversaries are, at the least, so we don't get fooled again and believe, you know, the next horrible story that comes through. But how much do you go into, in your book, the personal sanity maintenance that each individual must protect and work on in order to be able to bear the burden of the horrors of these situations. I do go on my book. I would say a good, maybe a quarter or more talks about my personal journey through my career ties into uh, explanations of how illegal immigration has been used and agents have, and, and law enforcement has been abused Um and I tell personal stories of my time and my career. Uh, it is a being a law enforcement officer, especially in immigration, is extremely taxing. The things that we witness on a daily basis, um, you become desensitized to it, where it has no effect on you. And that that's kind of frightening when you start to think about. I'm reading rap sheets. I'm seeing guys that are rapists and murderers, and and it doesn't even. I can go have a sandwich at the, eat eat my sandwich right there in front of them, and it doesn't because I've seen too much, it doesn't matter. But we are seeing an epidemic of law enforcement's suicides, but we have an epidemic inside the United States Border Patrol of suicides happening. And that is because of the treason that our federal government is, they're, they're destroying the psyche of these Border Patrol agents. They have taken, they stripped them away of all their authority. They're doing, the people that they used to arrest and deport, they're actually driving them to city buses in airports and releasing them. And we all know, all of the agents know that what they're doing is unconstitutional and it's unlawful and it's breaking their spirit. And many of them are killing themselves. And that's why I'm passionate about this. This is why, this is my whole career, my life, 24 years. And I see the politicians that are corrupt. And I say treason 
And I know what the penalty for treason is in America and it's death if you're found guilty. So I do not say it flippantly, but I am telling you, Joe Biden, his cabinet in particular, Secretary Mayorkas are traitors to America. And I will stand by that. I write it in black and white in my book and I will mm -hmm. not retract it no matter what. You are also a speaker about these issues, JJ. What, uh, tell me about that effort for you to get in front of whom, how often, where are you trying to uh, get at a, on a platform to talk about these things? I will talk with anyone. I have, as I wrote my book, and I've only been doing this for about four months. It's not like I've been doing it for four, it feels like 40 years, but four months, I have done well over 100 interviews, uh, TV, radio, podcast. Um, and I will talk with anyone, left, right, middle. Uh, I will go speak to groups. And as, as you've mentioned many times, my book that I've written and I write on Substack as well. And I have a podcast with uh, my co-host, Brian O'Shea. And one, so that's, I'm just, I'm getting out there and I'm just being unapologetic and I'm just speaking the truth. And I appreciate uh, shows like you, where it's just not sound bites. We're actually getting into some of the depth of the problems for as an explanation. So I do appreciate this time. And I do believe you are correct. It is information. How well can we get our narrative and our true narrative out to America, Americans, and allow them to hear the truth and either do some further research and spread the word? That's the only way this is going to work. Is your Substack jjcarroll.substack.com? Yes, sir. For the listener, that's jjcarroll.com. And... What's next for you? Where are you in three to five years, JJ? Uh, I hope that my podcast is uh, off the chart. And I've written another, I would like to in three to five years, written my second or third book. And um, then I would be uh, known as the expert on this topic. And I believe that this topic touches every fabric of America life. And it is the number one threat to our republic. It's not China, it's not Russia, it's not the abysmal economy or Biden. It's the illegal aliens pouring into our nation, and we are becoming a nation of non-citizens with no allegiance to that flag. What do you say or how would you describe the effort, and it's got to vary maybe in different states, to grant the illegals here, as maybe it's under the umbrella of amnesty, rights and privileges that every sane generation exclusively kept for its citizens. Well, you're talking about voting, correct? I'm talking about voting and whatever else is depleting the budget for American citizens. Well, let's take New York City and Chicago, for example. Both cities have claimed states of emergencies. However, the state of Illinois and New York allow illegal aliens or jurisdictions are having uh, conversations that allow them to be able to vote. Illegal aliens voting in our in our elections and all of their social services in New York and Chicago, San Francisco, Phoenix, on and on and on have been devastated. And now there's severe, severe cuts happening within our major cities to American citizens to facilitate the well-being of foreign nationals. And that's JJ Carroll, C A R E L dot com author of Invaded, the Intentional Destruction of the American Immigration System, leveraging his 24 years in the U.S. Border Patrol. JJ, I want to stay in touch with you, and I applaud your uh, heart and soul 
to spread the word about something every American needs to know, which is this situation, and to challenge everybody to step up and do all they can.